Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. This is Free Talk Live Savings Time. We've we've just moved some people around in the chairs and changed the days on you just to make sure you're paying attention. <laughs> It's like a, was Stephen Wright used to do that bit. He would do a joke in his like deadpan delivery. I bought some instant water, and I can't figure out what to add. Right, and then he, but he did one where he did the joke, and then like a few jokes later, yeah, did the same joke, yeah. And when the audience went, huh, he would just check to see if you're paying attention. Nice. I can't remember the comedian. It was a a one time thing. Um, a comedian I only saw once. He did this seriously awesome bit on time travel and so he came out on stage he ran out on stage and he kind of did this and the bit was funny in and of itself and then uh the bit itself would loop right okay. so he would do this whole bit and get to a point and then i invented time travel and he would run off stage and then run back on stage and restart the bit was it only one comedian it was only one comedian okay yeah, the whole time and he would run off stage and restart the bit several times but okay. each time it would be slightly different than the time before it and i just thought it was great because i'm a fan of science fiction i love time travel stories and so i immediately understood what he was doing and i got the humor that he intended it to to get to the reason so. the reason i ask is because sloven and allen did that bit but they're a comedy duo oh i see I and see. so they you know same thing they'd come running out, but by the seventh time he's like out of breath and he's got to like drink the soda again you know so he's like seven sodas in whatever he's doing and putting his mouth <laughs> it's ridiculous but yes i'm also a big fan torture chamber torture chamber so what exactly happened here with this this there's a song out there for those of you listening who don't know what the heck we're talking about there's a song out there called baby uh, shark baby shark and it's for toddlers pre-toddlers it's it's i said pre-toddlers but it's probably for you know it's geared preschool age it's geared at people very young children right and we did preview it. I can't play it for you here because uh, you know we're having some technicalties. technicalties. But but so uh, here's the here's the headline, which is, uh, I try to bring stuff that's funny, and this is kind of funny, but also tragic. Oklahoma inmate forced to listen to Baby Shark on loop, found dead. Didn't they try that at like Waco? Didn't they roll in like giant PA speakers and try and play like? I don't know, nothing but uh, pop at the. I don't even something. know. Something I, I don't cool know. In. I don't know what they what they thought was you know poor music at only the mid range frequencies. So like okay. it didn't have any clarity and it had no bass. So it was horrible to listen to. <laughs> but but they were doing that from outside of a compound, right? Like this dude is like in his cell in an, in as an inmate in an Oklahoma prison. Right, so there's I, no, there's no like, we can't go into the other room and shut the door or put like, you know, the pillow over your head to kind of drown it out as they play it from half a mile away surrounding right. your compound. This is just. I feel this guy's pain only in the respect that I'm haunted by Led Zeppelin. Okay. Um, and I tell folks that they're shocked. They're like, you don't like Led Zeppelin? I'm like, I kind of hate Led Zeppelin. Kind of low key. And and they're like, why? Because I'm, like, I'm haunted by them. Wherever I go, group. wherever I go, Led Zeppelin shows up somehow in some way. Not all of the time, but enough for me to go, this is just weird. 
Okay. Like like the musical gods want me to be a big fan of Led Zeppelin and I just don't want to be a fan. Like I the other day I I walk into Rite Aid and it's like a crappy Muzak version of Led Zeppelin playing over the and I'm like, No And then I walk into I was going to get some lunch at a, a local eatery and I walk in and it's Led Zeppelin playing and I'm like, No I think you just have to give in. I, th- I think we've talked about this before, maybe not on the air. You think I should go and like get their entire catalog, listen no. to it, and then like I-, I will be relieved of the curse of the Led Zeppelin? Maybe, 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 maybe not. <laughs> I mean, if you listen to something over and over and over again, eventually you get sick and tired of it. But I think that's the problem. You, that, that's the problem is that I've heard Led Zeppelin way too often, like more so than, right. than any other band. But in like 2006, 2007, I don't remember when the, when the survey was taken amongst the British audience out there. But Led Zeppelin was voted as a supergroup. And not that the band Led Zeppelin was voted as a supergroup, but they said, like, if we're going to put together a supergroup, who would you want to be your lead singer? Who would you want to be your guitarist? Who would you want to be your bassist? Who would you want to be your drummer? And the the member of Led Zeppelin won every category. So have you guys reported much on on, uh, the alleged death threats against Carla Garrick? See, when I screened your call and you mentioned Carla Garrick death threats, I was like, does that mean she threatened to kill somebody or does that mean somebody threatened to kill her? I kind of already knew that it meant that somebody had threatened to kill her. I could see it both ways, though. <laughs> but I just, you know, it, it brought up the question nonetheless. Your Honor. And then. Uh, I have no knowledge of the situation other than I saw like one post mention it on a social media platform mm, maybe weeks ago. I'm with Captain on that. I just saw it on Facebook, and that was it. So what do you know, Dave? Yeah, death threats, as he's claiming, have been made against her. I have not seen exact quotes on the actual death threats themselves, uh, but she did, she did post something uh, you know, about a week ago, I think. Uh, someone had sent her, some, sent her something, either mailed it to her or put it on her door or something like that. You know, the, the handwriting is a little bit serial killer, but that's thing we all, we all kind of have serial killer handwriting now that we use our phones for everything but well, yeah, um, that's true the, uh, and it says uh, was quote, it clipped out of a magazine I, no not oh, like that okay uh i can't quote it exactly without breaking federal law <laughs> I see. but it says it's, 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 other than that that's this is an exact quote it says c-bomb get the f-bomb out of my state <laughs> and oh. uh but again this is she said this is like a mild, very mild one compared to some of the other ones that she's got. She's, I should say who she is, by the way. She's a free stater who uh, has run for, uh, for, feder- uh, for uh, state senate a couple of times. And she ran for state, she's running for state rep right now. Former right. president of the Free uh, State Project, right? If I recall. Yes. And she is, and she is pro independent. Very much so. Yes, indeed. Uh, she yeah. Is. So these kinds of things, these kinds of things are part of what has led to that. But I would like to see, yeah, you know, like I said, I'd like to see the originals, and sooner or later I'll find them or bump into them or whatnot. This is what I know right now. What's the concern? Is are, is she taking the threat seriously? Right? Is she amping up defenses just in case? Oh, I mean, I'm sure she's defended, uh, but uh, okay. there's, uh, but there's, um, uh, I, I don't know of any like legal action or anything like that that she's taken. I mean, aside from being an advocate for the Free State Project and moving people to New Hampshire, what sort of political success is is being claimed? 
I mean, well, I, like the NH exit oh, for for as much as we get excited about it, not going to happen anytime soon. Well, probably not. I mean, something would have to change radically, but things radically. are changing radically. Okay, things are changing radically, right? So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it was the point that she was making is that I mean, if you think about it, uh, it is your actual death threat, but the, the media has done two. I think they've done two articles made a big deal out of statements that free staters have made mm-hmm. um like uh free staters in the legislature like one of them had i guess they they might they have, must have had to use the wayback machine to find this because they found something like 11 years ago from a, a deleted forum or something like that uh that jason osborne had said where he was he was denouncing racism uh but he used like race, the, some of the some of the words that racists use, right? In part okay. of his, I don't, I don't know what the, again, I don't know what the quote was because the media wouldn't tell us what he said, right? <laughs> they just denounced what he said without telling us what he said, right? Uh, and there was another free stater that was denouncing racism in a in a different way, and they quoted him and made it sound like he was a racist. Well, just wait till these same people and, find the archives of Free Talk Live over at freetalklive.com dot com where there's a plethora of statements made that they can rummage through by uh, free staters, anarchists, voluntarists, libertarians, yeah. et cetera, and so on. You say, if not, you say enough things, it's going to be taken out of context by somebody. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a, you know, we're not allowed to, to, to denounce racism, but our enemies are allowed to threaten to kill us, right? <laughs> so how much speech do they get and how much speech do we get, right? Well, well I, I'd like to point out too. Take uh, control of the press, man. Like that's, you know, if we're if we're going to talk about libertarians and voluntary voluntary action, yeah, right. the The way to overcome that is to build the press in parallel, right? Our own press, right? To compete with their press, and then to be better at it than they are. I agree with that methodology. Uh, to me, it is pointless to fight. The existing reality, that's the Buckminster quotes yeah. that I'm thinking of. Uh, you, you, you can't fight the existing reality. Instead, you must build a, a superior method to compete with right. it. I got an alert from a, a, a banking type of an institution that, hey, there's a scam going on. Remember, we won't text you and don't click on any links if they claim to be from our organization. And, right. And I'm like, okay, I don't do all that already anyway. Yeah. I don't click on the links, but I will. I will engage for a brief period of time. So it's like, hey, can I ask you a question? Like, I only provide wrong answers. <laughs> <laughs> Clever. Or, or hey, is this Sarah? Yeah, great party last night, man. You and that goat. Who, who would have guessed? <laughs> nice, nice. That makes for some classic screen grabs. I don't screenshot a bit. <laughs> oh, okay. Because right. they fall off like real quickly after that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, tell us more about this story. That's apparently there's this song, Baby Shark. Baby Shark. Do 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 do. That's right. different than Dee right? Which is uh, is it Carlos Mencia? Yes. Yeah. If Baby Shark had come out first, he would have definitely stolen that bit too. I wonder if he's gonna sue Baby Shark. No. Or the creators of Baby Shark. No. No. You don't. You don't think they stole it from him? Even if they did, he is the most well, maybe maybe second most well known joke thief. In the yeah. comedy world, yeah, that's true. It's the hypocrisy <laughs> on that man. If he were to sue anybody for stealing anything of his, uh, I could. I want to do like just a one man show, and all I say is Dietri, and see what he does because he can't do anything. Dietri, Dietri. All right, anyway, all right, about that, the baby shark, an inmate 
who was accused, who had accused his jailers of torture by alleging they forced him to listen to the repetitive Baby Shark song playing on a loop, has been found dead. Did he kill himself? I don't know. Maybe. If you listen to that, it's a minute and 37 second song, Gavin. How how long of that could you take before you went, forget it, I'm out? Uh, Yeah. John Basco, I mean, I kind of pre-read the story a little bit, so it's a little little darker than that. I don't want to get ahead of the story. Okay. John Basco was found unresponsive in his cell in the early hours of Sunday at the Oklahoma County Detention Center, according to a press release. Officers tried to save the 48-year-old's life and worked on him until emergency responders arrived and continued efforts to resuscitate him, jail officials said in a statement. But he was pronounced dead shortly after 4.05 a.m. Basco, who had been booked into the jail on Thursday over a drug trafficking complaint, made headlines around the world in 2021 after he and three other inmates sued the Oklahoma County Commissioners, Sheriff Tommy Jones III, the jail trust, and two former jailers following a previous stint at the facility back in 2019. Oh, so the torture was vengeance. It is not yet clear how Basco died, and the state's office and the chief medical examiner will investigate to determine the cause of death. Uh, Mark Oppergrand, director of communications of the jail, told the Oklahoma newspaper, one of the possibilities being investigated is that it was a drug overdose. Mm. Mm. Something's, something's rotten in Denmark on this one. That's... that's why said it gets dark? Uh, however, Basco's attorney, Cameron uh, Sprawling, said he found news of the death disturbing and called for a thorough investigation. There's a criminal case and a fe- federal civil rights case pending against three former detention officers, including a longtime lieutenant, Sprawling told Newsweek. One of the Baby Shark torture victims is conveniently dead within three days of his arrival. Uh, District Attorney David Pratter lost his most important witness for the upcoming criminal trial. The DA needs to immediately send in his own investigators to find out why this victim slash witness. Wait a minute. You said victims in plural of this baby shark torture? Yeah, because they, they were sued by him and several other inmates. So these officers have been doing this torture to multiple arrestees? Yeah. Uh, uh, I'll try to find it here for yeah, you. Yeah. No, that's fine. I just wanted to make sure I understood. That it wasn't, they weren't just torturing this one guy. This is something that they've, a practice that they've been repeating. Yeah. On many people. Yeah. I just want our listeners to understand that these are the kinds of psychopaths who put people behind bars. When when you've done nothing wrong, but you're accused of something and they come for you and they arrest you and they put you in these jails, the people who are running these, they're not, they're not servants. They're not protectors, right? They're, they're not there to, to help you in any way, shape, or form. In fact, quite the opposite. Uh, and what they will engage in, apparently, is various forms of torture. Right. I, I can't find the exact spot in the article, but it said that this was like part of their disciplinary procedures. Okay. Like they, did this, they did this to multiple people, and him and three others sued uh, for, you know, for the 2019 incidents. Um, and then he gets, you know, he gets brought in again, right? right? While, while, while a case is ongoing to which he is a witness, right, against as the prosecutors are trying to prosecute these uh, 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 officers, right. you know, jail officers, right. and then he mysteriously dies. I have an update with a compliment and a shout out bravo to my secret crush, the captain. Uh-oh. To all of our wonderful listeners out there, 
I was so excited because this afternoon I was listening to a favorite program of mine on my local NPR station here in Charleston, and it was a professor of economics from Harvard University. And what was he emphasizing? None other than what the captain educated all of us about several weeks ago, the importance of the 12 points of Milton Friedman. (laughs) So, Captain, I am complimenting you as a retired professor, and I'm still passionate about learning and listening and studying. Bravo to you, sir. Aw, shucks. I'm all red in the face. we got to get Aria to make you like a diploma now or something. What's that, Gigi? I said, I thought you're covered up by a beard. Mm, I still get rosy cheeks. They show there through. There you go. That could be your wonderful <laughs> Irish complexion. <laughs> no, honestly, I really want to compliment you because it was so nice when you taught us that several weeks ago. I just do not have a graduate background in economics, Me so neither. it was very wonderful to learn. And then today, when this professor was discussing it in full detail, I said to myself, hey, this is what the captain taught us. I, you 12 know, points. The, the conspiracy side of me wants to question the integrity of the captain all of a sudden. Because, <laughs> because if a Harvard economics professor is talking about something, uh, right, I might want to question that. Yeah, I, uh, never went, I never I went to Harvard either. a wonderful opportunity for us to learn with what the captain taught us and then again today it was reviewed by a economics professor and i just thought i should call and say bravo captain you taught us good stuff well thank you Gigi. dilly dilly the free state project the new hampshire migration needs to do a better job marketing then mm-hmm. because libertarians have been scattered around the world for generations, right, right, and the whole purpose of the Freedom Migration Free State Project is to get all of them here to affect change for the better, right. So, whereas Texas might be better in some areas and Florida might be better in some areas, the likelihood is that you're going to move there and make zero impact on improving that situation any further, right. Uh, and the Free State Project itself has gone through all of the pains of evaluating all of that kind of a thing. Right. And even if, let's just say the Free State Project didn't choose New Hampshire and they chose Florida. Well, Florida's a huge state, Yeah. first of all. So uh, the idea that you know moving thousands of people into Florida uh, to make some sort of an impact uh, is just lessened by the sheer size of the state and population. Right. of the state whereas a smaller state like new hampshire uh, it's a bit easier to affect the change so it's got an advantage in that way or a less populous state like wyoming right. right or states where you know you can actually get untaxed land like alaska yeah now obviously i've made my decision new hampshire right Same. here i am uh, here you are uh, we both moved here because of the the larger freedom movement yep. that, that's happening here uh, the freedom migration if you will and so you know, we've made our decision but uh, Again, I just I can't say it enough. There is a market for freedom. Now, it's a very small niche it's definitely market. Definitely a niche market right now, but that's only because people don't they they've been so indoctrinated by the statist systems like state states own all of the land. Literally, quite literally. There's not an unclaimed piece of land on planet Earth. There's like 200 governments 
and they all have some sort of claim over every part of planet Earth. So there's not a place where people who want to be free of statism can go. Now, you might argue that, well, you can build a spaceship and go into outer space and be as free as you want to. Well, I mean... 60 miles up, okay. according to yeah. pirates. Yeah, but is there really a place to go? Like, I don't know. You know the, the whole idea of the United States of America was kind of the same idea as the what the Free State Project put forward, which is free people who want to be free should have a place to go. And back in the day, they were just like, oh, there's some natives here, and we'll just go over there, and we'll be rid of the king and, and the state and their you know tyranny, and you know we'll have our own state with blackjack and hookers or whatever, right? How bad is your life, you know, that getting onto a bus or a plane, you know, that bound for nowhere, bound for who knows where, like, it's got to be better than where you're at, you know, like, well, they made it to Florida, right? And then they went like, get on the bus, you're going to Boston. And then so they did. Yeah, it is. It's comical the, the way they are treating these people like, you know, okay, fine. You're here. Now go figure it out. You yeah, know, like that's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way it works. Like if you decide you're going to move anywhere, like even like within the United States, right? You well, first thing you do is find a place, right? You, you got to start figuring it out, right? If you're a capable adult, then governments shouldn't be holding your hand. They shouldn't be telling you where to go, pointing you in a direction, giving you transportation, right? The welcome sign has always been around, so. Okay, you're you're so, welcome. Now figure yes, it out. Yes, you can be a capable adult, but if you don't speak the language, you are still at some sort of a disadvantage. Agreed. Okay. But human beings are capable of learning. You're right. And so, you know, if you find yourself in that situation, yeah, you're at a disadvantage, then you must adapt and overcome. Yes. And this is what people do all of the time, every day. Every day, human beings bump into something they've never experienced before. What do they do? They adapt and overcome. Or perish. Every day. Well, okay, in extreme cases. Yeah. Extreme cases. So, yeah, I agree with the uh, I've caller. I've never seen this mushroom before. Uh, there should be no penalty for just moving, because yep. that's all these people are doing. They're just relocating to a different piece of land on planet Earth, right? If, if a, a duck flies south, does it need a passport? Nope. So that's a weird one. <laughs> For me, because several years ago, I was uh, more involved with, like, personal growth and development, and they did a seminar, and they said, like, okay, the checklist of things you need to bring is you need to have a passport, amongst other things. Yeah. And I went, dang, I don't have a passport. So I called, you know, the, the head person. I went, hey, how important is the passport, really? And she went, well, it's not that important. I went, okay, so I'm, I don't need to get one. Uh, then my friend got one and like expedited it. So I'm like, well, I'll just expedite mine. Yeah. But I also called another friend. I'm like, dude, send me a picture of your passport. Cause I'm just going to draw my own, right? Like do some graphical work or whatever. And just, I got my own passport. Right. You know? Yeah. If we're crossing the border, I'll meet you guys a mile down the road. Cause I'll just find my own way across. Right. If our listeners, uh, own, uh, dogs, animals, <clears throat> and you get, uh, a dog tag, right? Something to put around your pet's collar, that says, you know, Fido and your phone number or whatever. Or if you get your, your pets implanted with, like, the chip Ooh. so that if, you know, they run away or, you know, somehow get loose and 
whatever, and somebody else finds them, they could take them to a vet somewhere, and the vet will scan the chip and figure out who the owner is. Yep. That's what passports are for humans. The only thing that most most people don't really get is that your owners are the politicians. Your right. owners are these governments. That's That's who the owners of you are. You yeah. are their pets. You are their livestock, their cattle, their their tax cattle. They're milking you for tax. And for those people unaware, passports, just another temporary government program. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, no, this is just, just a wartime effort, you know, so you know which which of the bad countries it, you can't go to. Was it World War II? I think it was one. One. I don't want to look it up. Yeah, but I, I don't either. But it was a war effort early yeah. on. They're like, oh, well, we need to be able to quickly identify people, so let's have them carry this little booklet with them wherever they go. And we'll ask for it whenever they cross a border. And 80-plus years later, right, even if it's World War II, 80-plus years later, still around. Yeah. And for what purpose? Like, like I'm, I'm older than the Patriot Act, right? So I remember a time when you could just walk all the way to the little boarding tunnel of a flight Watch your loved one get on the plane yep. and stand there at the window as the plane backed out onto the uh, the runway and sort of wave at the plane. And there was no checkpoints for anything. There was you just walked up and it was fine. Or get laid fine. after that tunnel when you exit in Hawaii. Mm, nice. Uh, so I wish that uh, sometimes I wish that I lived and was old enough to remember before passports were a thing. Because it was fine. People moved all the time. They crossed borders all the time. What's that? You're going to Mexico? Yeah. And then you're just in Mexico. And then, oh, yeah. Wow, weird. Or Canada. Yeah. And nobody cared. It wasn't a big deal. It's only when government started caring about wanting to corral their, their tax cattle. Us versus area. them. Yeah. Which passport do you carry? Which are the best ones? All of a sudden, the government says you're not allowed to go to a specific country because they are in conflict with the, that other country's leaders, quote unquote. People like to draw the parallel uh, between Nazi Germany uh, all the time and say, well, at least it's not like Nazi Germany. And like, well, it kind of is. If you got to show your papers wherever you go, yeah, you know, uh, you can hardly do anything without showing Z papers. Uh, you certainly can't go to a foreign country. I heard on the TV that a city was coming to my area. So I went outside to look. I couldn't tell if the city had arrived yet, so I called a number listed as the state. Mm-hmm. I heard it knows everything. I was thinking we could meet for lunch so I could know more about this thing called City, which was on its way. But no one answered. A voicemail told me that if my questions were not answered, I could uh, talk to the county next time I saw it, and it would tell me everything I wanted to know. Now, I haven't seen the county, so I left another message, and you guessed it, the county didn't return my call either. Yeah. Well, it's been years now. <clears throat> I've watched and I've waited. I still haven't seen a city, I think, or maybe I don't know what it is. What, what I did notice was shortly after I heard the city was on its way, something in the area began to stink really bad. Other people I talked to said the same thing. They said the city, county, and state have all left a bad taste in the mouth. They called the bad taste government. Well, that sounded pretty weird to me. I didn't like the sound of it. So I thought, maybe I just need to avoid these government things, maybe whatever they are, and the, but I couldn't figure out how because I couldn't see them, I couldn't hear them, touch, smell, or taste them. I started to think, I don't even think they exist. Here's what scares me about it, though. Almost everyone I talk to says this government is real. 
and worse, they believe they have to pay it and obey it or something bad will happen. That's nuts. All I've seen is a bunch of strangers on TV clamoring about how they are government and how they are working so hard to change things, to fix things, to make things better, make life great again. But in all the years, I haven't seen anything change. It still stinks really bad. It sure does. Even after we've, even after we've given more and more money. Now, one of the neighbors told me, all I have to do is let them take as much money as they want, and that way everything can be wonderful, beautiful, and great again. Well, I don't think so. I'm out of here. I've heard Somalia is nice this time of year, but the moral See, of the story Africa. The moral of this story is government does not exist. It never has. Only evil people who like, steal, and destroy. The notion of government is all in your mind. There's nothing but bad people pretending they are good. You want to change for the better, change your mind. Now, here's my elevator speech, and then I'm done. All right. People with titles are just other people just other humans who have no more right to do anything that you or I may not do. I'm not going to go into the cartoon land of Baby Shark like I called in. That was my original thought. Okay, what are you going in about? Well, you guys were just talking about currency. And I was talking to Ian the other night when uh, Ari was side-chairing, and uh, copper was the currency of the common man. Mm -hmm. Silver was the currency of the nobleman. Gold was the currency of kings. Most people don't realize there was a thing called a hay penny. That's a half penny. Yep. Let's say you're a laborer. You only make 10 cents a day, right? You're going to want to split that dollar because that penny is a dollar. Right. Or a $10 bill maybe even, you know? Right. By today's ratings. But, yeah, um, precious metals, they have they are precious for a reason. Even in the seafaring days when they, when they would they would fill a giant silver urn with stew because silver repels bacteria. And you leave a good layer of fat over it and nothing can get in there. Yeah. I mean, I've got, yeah. I've got silver rounds. I have a few copper rounds from the old Liberty Dollar days. Oh, nice. Right. But again, how much? How much more should I acquire? Right. What's, a, yeah. you know, what's the breakdown? That's what? my, I mean, you don't have to answer it, obviously, but that, it was just a general thought. As I'm as I'm diversifying out of Federal Reserve notes, right, right, you know, all uh, eggs in one basket, half the eggs in one basket. No, no, no. I would say like some, right? Okay. Have have some. Obviously, um, I have some. Yeah, do I have enough? Um, I don't know. Only you can be the judge of that. I think right? this this the period I speak of was when trading was even before fiat money was created. Yeah, something I can wipe my arse with. It's not worth a halfpenny. Right. 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 Well, again, that's why diversifying out of Federal Reserve notes seems to be a good idea. Agreed. Now, can you get completely out? I know, Captain, you said you've you know been able to operate in mostly cryptocurrency yeah. for a long period of time. I don't think the vast majority of people are at that level yet or living in an area where they can be. No. So you have to stay liquid in Federal Reserve notes yes. to a degree. Yes. But by how much? I, I would then, say, you know. like, I'm able to operate maybe close to, say, 75, 80. Supposedly that we're going to have the, a car-free week um, all next week. 
What do you mean and we? Who who specifically is going to have a car-free week? Is it you, your employer, your city? What it was it? a carb-free week. Everyone's going keto. But I think I was heard, heard that it was a, a car-free. Uh, it might be a, a global event. I've I've never heard of it. I don't know where. This is your chance to I mean, get a no, free car. I heard about it. Well, they're having a, a bicycle show. We're having a... They, I heard it. Um, they had an electrical bike run to the Berlin Fiesta, and they were talking about the next week um, is going to be a car-free week. So it must be a, a worldwide event. It's not a worldwide so. event because I will be driving all week next week. <laughs> first of all, oh, really? uh, this is the first that I've heard of this supposed car-free week, Sarah. It was you calling this show. Uh, not that like i'm aware of everything but if it was like a global event i would hope that their advertising would uh be more than you calling this show yeah i don't know i just never heard about it but uh we're gonna have this a bike uh, show also but, doesn't sound very appealing. But wait a minute wait a minute sarah you don't drive right so isn't every week a car free week for you this this event would be nothing special at all would it now she can walk down the freeway without fear of getting hit well, the thing is that it's a, it's kind of like a, I just love this, um, like this, all this clean energy. They have the bike to work day. Um, what is Canada is like, no, uh, don't ride your car one day. And so no, now we're going to have, um, we have a, um, so we're just going to have another one week of, I'm trying to figure out who started it, but our New Mexico, they're going to have ride all this electric bike six miles up from this, Pub all the way to the balloon fiesta, and they're going to have it. So that's a major event. Why? Why an electric and bike? I, why not a regular bike? I I don't know. That that was the. Um, I have no idea why they decided to do it. That's and I'm just saying thing, because, because, like, I don't know what the definition of dirty energy is, but coal, uh, you and know, gasoline. A, an electric bike still uses lithium batteries, to my knowledge. So I was uh, calling about the comment you made about uh, atheists have never got together and started a crusade or, or started a war, and I seem to think that uh, Stalin and Hitler probably caused more death and destruction than any of the crusades ever did. Mm. And they were, were atheists. They, were they atheists? Because uh, government, well, the government, in in, government in and of itself is a religion, and so... In order for them to have done what they did, they needed to employ the tactics of religion. Well, so then your uh, then your statement is basically just a tautology because it's you know anybody who gets together to do anything is having a part of a religion. No. Well, how are you defining religion then? Well, so religions generally have some some sort of dead giveaways, right? A belief in some sort of higher power of some kind. Yeah, they have uh, rituals and ceremonies. Uh, they have some sort of, uh, uh, you know, a, a thing that they refer to, right? Uh, Christianity would call it the Bible. Uh, other religions have, you know, different uh, holy texts, yeah. that kind of a thing. Uh, when it comes to governments, uh, a lot of governments, uh, most folks would be surprised to learn a lot uh, most governments on planet Earth today have something that resembles like the Constitution or a Constitution, where they say things like, "Hey, our people are free," and you know, blah blah blah. But then they turn around and and do the exact opposite of what those documents say. I guess I I want to take a different tact at it because I don't I don't want to say you're wrong. 
caller. Uh, yeah. But, but in my mind, like, even... It's, it's even, a good point. Right. But even if Hitler was an atheist, like, let's assume all that, you know, all that mayhem, death, and destruction was caused by an atheist, uh, were, were his motives atheist in nature, right? Because the Crusades was basically a conversion right. attempt to get the world to turn into Christianity, right? And I don't know if Hitler yeah, was trying to like turn a, the world atheist. What's that? Well, he was, he was trying to turn the world into, you know, Nazis, right? So he had the, you know, World Dominion was his uh, goal. Okay. So he was trying to, to do something. to, And maybe that makes it a religion because you're saying if conversion is part of religion, then... Yeah, that kind of bolsters the captain's right? point, you know. But, yeah, it, but like the yeah, Nazis weren't necessarily like, atheist, right? Like, was atheism a requirement of being a Nazi, or were there, you know, Christian Nazis well, and, or whatever? And were the people doing Hitler's bidding were they atheists or were they right. religious? There are many forms of you know churches and uh, religious organizations, and they all do not meet the same criteria. Some more, some less. And so what's really difficult from, particularly from the government's perspective, is them separating themselves from a religion, first and foremost, at least in legalese, right? But then also yep. when when somebody is accused of doing something and, and they go, uh, yeah, well, you and your fake church, it's like, well, most of the time that fake church what they're calling a fake church meets the same definition that every other, uh, what they would refer to as a non-fake church meets. Right. Legally speaking. Yeah, right. It's yeah, a cult like, until like, it gets popular. Right. Then it's a church. <laughs> well, I think it's, you know, there are still popular cults out there or that other. Yeah. Like the United States cults. of America, for example, a very popular cult. I think that would be big okay. enough to be called a church at this point. Oh, okay. The church of the United States of America. <laughs> Pope Biden. Pope Biden. Oh, that's scary. Well, it's but, it's kind of factual too. So, I I don't know if I could argue with that one. So, <laughs> it's an interesting point. So, but there, are, you know, I think uh, I think you're right to say that religion probably has a, in its general sense, has a wider definition than most people give it. But, well, and what's weird is that, like, you know, the United States of America in particular. Uh, has this thing where they're like, separation of church and state. It's like, that'd be great if the state itself was not religion. So you can't really have the separation of church and state. I'm more for uh, the separation of money and state. Like, I think humankind could make a whole bunch more progress if we just could achieve the separation of money and state. We don't need the state to be to have a monopoly on currency. Currency should be a market and there should be competition and it should not be controlled by psychopaths. Well, and to your earlier point, that is one area where the market seems to be well competing. Right? We already talked about cryptocurrency, we talked about silver, we talked about goldbacks. Yeah. So the parallel economy to make the state money obsolete yeah. is in its infancy. I don't know if this necessarily jives with the concepts of free talk live right but there was it was in the news right that the the united states is dipping into their armory stockpile to provide weapons for the for ukrainians <laughs> at the same time trying to take away weapons for the citizens right but for those citizens that have weapons right this is this is a time in history right where the government is giving away 
their means of defense right. against an armed citizenry. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Of course you haven't. Why? Because this show is always about peace oh. and love. Well, it is, yeah. I, I mean, like, I don't support an armed revolution. Uh, however, comma, that's not to say it, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> or that, or <laughs> that, that it couldn't happen. Or that there's not uh, better timing for these things than others, right? If there were to be something like that, why, uh, you know, sending away a whole bunch of arms would probably be a, a more strategic time for something like that to occur. Yes, right. you are absolutely correct. Which is on a, on a national level, which is all, also why I thought that, you know, uh, China was poking the Taiwan bear and North Korea was poking their nuclear threats. Yeah. Right. Is because all of a sudden... Uh, the United States is quagmired in a proxy war with Russia in the Ukraine, right? Right. So how many how many fronts, you know, can the United States actually fight on well, with actual military aid if they're already bogged down somewhere? Uh, giving away arms, giving away funding. Well, all of it is is empire building, right? There are so many. Uh, what do we call them, uh, military uh, operations, sure. uh, yeah. um, bases, military yeah. bases. The United States has military bases all around the globe. Got it. And like more so than any other military has ever had in the whole history of Earth. Understood. Like hundreds of these things. Uh, and that's only the ones we know about. Got right? it. What, uh, you know, what is the rest of the armaments? And then like their indoctrination system, pretty strong. It's been going on for I mean, a couple hundred years. I got thereabouts. here. Here's the thing with war and empire building in general, though. Right. Traditionally, you gained wealth for your country by taking the wealth of those you occupy. Right. Right. So where is the if, if the if the United States is trying to do something in Ukraine, such as occupy it or put in a military base. Yeah. Right. Is that what, are, are we saying they're investing all those billions of dollars in arms in the Ukraine to then get something back in return? It's easy to go into like the canned libertarian rant mm-hmm. about state bad, government bad, right? Like, oh, what's the problem with the world? Well, the government interferes, right? Well, can you elaborate on that? Yeah. Right? Like, how so? And then what are the, you know, second, third level uh, ramifications of that? Right. Right. So when they're like, okay, you know, billions and billions of trillions of dollars are going to the war in Ukraine. Okay. Who cares? Why do I care? Generally, I don't. Right. It doesn't affect me on right. a day to day basis. Um, but it also, it also gets my mind going. Right. When they're like, okay, you know, debasing the currency, giving away arms, right. Whilst trying to take away American arms, right. you know, so something's got to give somewhere. And if it's going to give in, you know, quote unquote our favor uh timing is key right and and timing being key is why i think you know like i said china and north korea are are poking at the united states government yeah is because now we're quagmired somewhere else and now's the time for them to poke without much repercussions from the united states government right right do you do you, do you think the united states government wants to fight russia china and north korea at the same time right well it- Nazis lost two fronts. But so it's my current belief 
that none of that would actually ever happen. And I say that because we just saw what was pretty darn close to a global, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, A global military law. Okay. Right. Pretty close, right? They came pretty close with the COVID lockdowns. Sure. Every government cooperated with every government and applied the same tactics on their citizenry. I love your bumper music when it first starts out. Is that you guys? Do you have your own band? No. And uh, and uh, earlier, like just mere moments ago, before I read the, the, the one live read that I just did. Uh, we teased it. We teased that, that I was having a brain fart. I can't remember the name. It's a band. They have an album. Uh, they played Porkfest one year, one of the you know first ones, I think maybe mm, year three or something. Uh, and if Ian was here, he would know immediately, but he's not here right now. I tried looking it up on the magic rectangle. Uh, I just searched for free talk live bumper music. I found a link to an old BBS, uh, that had a list of them, but I couldn't get to the link for some reason. And so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know the answer to your question, sadly. No, I'll keep listening because it's kind of, kind of kick ass. I'm not really into heavy metal. But I really like just a little bit that I've heard. What's that app that you could use? You just hold it up to the speaker and it tells you what song is playing? Oh, yeah. I can't remember the name of the app either. Try one of those. Yeah. Good call. I might. I just might. Also, I... And then let us know what it is. Well, while I'm on the phone, <laughs> yeah. what do you think about the uh, Democrats kicking a bunch of brown people off their island? <laughs> Where to begin? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, they ship. They use the military to do it, and I think they put them on what used to be Otis so Air Force Base. Where I used if, to go when I was a child. If you watch conservative media or listen to conservative shows, that's yeah. the narrative that you get, right? Right. Right. If you watch liberal media and liberal shows, right the the uh, the community of Martha's Vineyard when the when the immigrants first arrived. Right, brought them in, yeah. gave them food. They were welcoming. They were welcoming. Like here, let's we'll take care of you because this, you know, a hole uh, governor from Florida decided that this was going to be a publicity <laughs> stunt. Um, but obviously, right? Like I don't even, I wouldn't even say that the the citizens of Martha's Vineyard are obligated in any way to house them, right? Without any sort of contractual obligation or voluntary interaction um so to you know to take care of them for the night while they're while they've been abandoned and stranded right seemed very humane to me i want to talk about what the credit card companies just did uh in coding uh gun and gun related purchases at gun stores yeah so i i, I understand that they're going to uh, you know, make some sort of a ledger, and when you purchase a gun, the credit yeah. card company is going to be like, "Ooh, Bob purchased a gun." It's a, it's basically a coding wow. system, uh, telling you the type of transaction. So, I don't, I don't have right. this detail on my credit card, but I've seen credit card statements where it says like, uh, travel purchases, hotel purchases, food purchases, and they break it down in all these categories for the accounting purposes, right? Like, oh, you spent this much on travel and this much yep. on food. Right, and now there's going to be a category for firearms right. that is now going to be tracked. Uh, 
Yes, but it's all it's also firearms related purchases. Right. So if you go into the gun store and you don't buy a gun, you buy a holster, you buy a case chart, you buy anything in that store. Right. It's gonna be flagged. You're on the list. So you're on the list of going to a gun store. Right. So I for example, if you're a World War Two collector and you go to a gun store and you see a, an old World War Two 45 holster, but you don't even have a 45, you don't even own a gun. You just happen to like that holster, you buy it. Right. Now you're on the list. Or, right. or you buy a gift for somebody, right? Uh, you know Exactly. What is that going to do? You're going to be on a list because you bought a gift for somebody? I, I, I don't like it. Um, it seems to me to be a very nefarious thing for these credit card companies. It's to an do. end around to get the list. Yeah. It is, and it's also because they said that they will share it openly without a, any kind of a warrant or a subpoena with law enforcement. Right. Which makes me not want so, to do business with these credit card companies. So you go to the gun Correct. store and then you have to pay cash. Right. Yeah. Right. You pay cash, but then it's getting harder and harder to pay for anything in cash mm-hmm. because store, well, gun stores are an exception, but most stores nowadays prefer that you pay with a card of some sort. Yeah. So there's, it's, it's ridiculous. There's, there's a local gun shop here in New Hampshire that I want to say made waves a little bit on social media um, because they just declared that they were no longer accepting deliveries from Federal Express. Right. Like FedEx, right. you know, if, you, if you're having your, you know, your gun shipped here as, you know, because you're using them as your FFL, uh, don't ship at FedEx, don't have anyone use FedEx because FedEx instituted a policy where everything had to be signed for. Right. And apparently that violated some New Hampshire law you know, and so the gun store was like, "We're not. We're stopping deliveries, and we're going to fight back." So you know, local gun shops doing what they can, um, at least locally here. But they're they're always looking for an end around to get that list. Yeah. You just listened to the new extended Free Talk Live Daily Digest. We felt this format was more appropriate for our podcast audience, and decided to make it our official podcast. If you subscribe to the Daily Digest or full episode RSS feeds please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed, which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com. The other feeds rely on a third-party service, and though they'll have the same content, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. Full video archives are at video.freetalklive.com or tune into our 24-7 stream for the latest show, at listen.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live's amps will continue to receive the full two-hour radio show with no recorded commercials via podcast through Patreon. So please join amps.freetalklive.com for just $5 a month. Thank you for listening to and sharing Free Talk Live. 